1: to be back with you folks on this 290th podcast as we continue on in the book of psalms and songs in the night is the series we're doing and uh boy i'll tell you that was a tough psalm yesterday finishing up psalm 78 but so true getting rid of the god suckers getting rid of the offense getting rid of uh, you know limiting god when you realize that we can limit god in people's lives through our actions boy that gets tough and uh, uh-huh. so we went through that yesterday. And then we, uh, so there's a lot going on with Stephanie. And I, we had mentioned that uh, a couple months back that Stephanie had had some surgery on one of her legs about a month ago. And she just had this second one. So they, uh, she had some, she has some varicose veins and uh, they fixed one leg or started it. And then they, yesterday, they did the other leg. So as you remember, keep Stephanie in your prayer as they, Continue to take care of that. Some people have such a big heart. They have so much blood flowing around inside them that they grow extra veins. So I don't know what to say, but they're taking care of her, and we're glad she's okay. We're glad she's home. And Stephanie, anything you want to say uh, before we hop into our important segment here?
2: No, Doug, I don't think I do.
1: Okay. (laughs) So this is a boring bunch today, all right? Excuse me. We got these allergies going on. I'm on recovery.
2: My brain's my brain's working extra hard.
1: Yeah, yeah. So when you recover from those, they, they I know they're same day procedures. They call them minor surgery because it's someone else that's getting them, but it's still hard to recover from. So Stephanie, here we are, and it's my turn. So you get to ask the question today in the Naughton yeah. knuckleheaded segment. So Doug,
2: could you let us know? Um, the, the the one of the ways we can identify a knucklehead, um, I mean, you might be a knucklehead
1: if, if if folks, you're a respecter of people. I think wow. we may have covered this a little bit before, but if you if you make relationships because you think you have something to gain from someone's appearance or money or mm. coolness or you know, God is not a respecter of people and his people should not be a respecter of people. We That's should worry right. about everybody. It shouldn't be, you know, hey, I I just want to hang out with this crowd because they have money or or he's a lawyer or she's a this or whatever the case may be. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's easy to fall into that knucklehead trap and be a respecter of persons. Yet God wants us to worry about everyone. Remember, God went through Samaria. He must needs, yep. the Bible said, go through Samaria. Folks, can I tell you something? Those people in Samaria didn't have an awful lot to give uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But he had everything for them, just like he did for us. Sometimes we get lost in what God has done for us. Mm. You know, we're not special, Stephanie and I, because we serve God. We're not. We're special because God saved us, and you can be that same kind of special.
2: That's right.
1: Uh, we're, We're blessed that God's allowing to use us in the ministry and the do this podcast. We're honored that you folks would come out and listen to us. We're we're thrilled that we get to look at the Book of Psalms with you and figure out what in the world is Asaph and David going through. And we keep on having these psalms of Asaph, and uh, and here we are in Psalm number seventy nine. And but we are we're honored that we can talk through these things. And we hope that as you go through this devotional thought today and you're listening on the radio, we hope that it'll be something very significant that God, mm-hmm. His Word can do in our lives. Because I believe whenever you look at God's Word, something comes out of that.
0: Mm-hmm. I do, I
1: feel that. I believe I believe, uh, Psalm 78, which was the last three days, I believe God really used that in my life. And the last four days, I think, yeah. And so now we're on Psalm number 79, And uh, I'm going to give it an attempt to read through this. I've been having Stephanie read because of my allergies of walking in the morning. But it says, O God, the heathen are come into thine inheritance. The holy temple have they defiled. They have laid Jerusalem on heaps. The dead bodies of thy servants have they given to be meat unto the fowls of heaven and the flesh of the saints unto the beast of of the earth. Their blood have they shed like water round about Jerusalem, and there was none to bury them. We are become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a derision to them that are round about us. How long, Lord, will thou be angry forever? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire? Pour out thy wrath upon the heathen that have not known thee and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon thy name. For thy have devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. O oh, remember not against us former iniquities. Let the tender mercies speedily prevent us, for they are brought very low. Help us, O God, for our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is their God? Let him be known among the heathen in our sight by the revenging of the blood of thy servants which is shed. Let the sighting of the prisoner come before thee according to the greatness of thy power. Preserve those that those that are appointed to die and render unto our neighbour, neighbors sevenfold unto their bosom their reproach wherewith they have reproached thee O Lord. So we thy people and sheep of thy pasture will give thee thanks forever. We will show forth thy praise to all generations. Boy, this Psalm is a sight better than Psalm 78, but there's a lot going on. Look Mm -hmm. at those four four first verses, Stephanie, and what are you thinking?
2: It's a little traumatizing. I'm just going to be honest with you. That the dead bodies of thy servants have they given to be meat into the fowls of he- the heaven, the flesh of thy saints, unto the beasts of the earth. Um, that part is uh, honestly a little traumatizing.
1: Yeah, um, and, and we know that Babylon during this time and stuff had had conquered Judah, or the, the command and the group there, there's constant wars and battle going on. And here's Asaph talking about the dead bodies of servants that were given to be meat to the fowls in the air. So it almost feels like there was a bunch of folks killed here, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And these yeah. birds are coming along and eating these dead bodies.
2: Yeah. I think I think that is. And verse 4 says, we have, we are become a reproach to our neighbors as born in the tradition to them that are round about. And um, boy, Asaph's just laying about where it is and Verse five. I wonder how many of us have said, "How long, Lord, wilt Thou be angry forever? Shall Thy jealousy burn like a fire?"
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And you know, feeling th-
2: done. You know, I'm worn yeah. out. I'm tired. I'm traumatized.
1: Yeah, he's how mourning. Long? He's in that mourning, like you say. Those first four verses is he's mourning. Oh God, the heathen are come into my into Thine inheritance, talking about His land, His people. And you're right. Five is a departure where you know, it's almost like, uh, I'm feeling God's anger. How long is this going to go on? And you know, five, six, seven, and eight are dealing with that kind of thing. And I, I, have you ever said that Stephanie, did you get to that place where you're coming back from Cameroon and boy, you got to move back in with your parents. You had been away from your parents for years, 14 years. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you went to church there for years and you, you were around them, but you had your own pad. You had your own husband. You had your own kids, and you show back up, and you're in the house. And I mean, did you ever say how long God?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think, um, and I and I really believe that God was furious with me. Um, I knew He was a loving, gracious God, and He had flooded my heart with peace. But towards me personally, I really believed that I had to have done something in my life so heinous, though I couldn't figure out what it was. <laughs> I I just felt like I had to have done something so heinous um, that God hated me to be at a point of allowing something like this to happen. And um, I think anyone, I mean Job, I think struggled with those just wondering the whys.
1: Yeah, thankfully we went through Job and realized that trials. Trials don't all come because God's mad at us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think so coming to that point of understanding that is huge. Um, You know, we've talked about guilt, survivor's guilt, versus um, the the condemnation Satan brings versus conviction um, as a means to a restored relationship that God brings. And just understanding the difference between the two is massive and freeing a person um, and and helping them come to that place of, yeah, they still may be in the trial. There still is healing that has to happen, but the hope is returned.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, I think we're
2: going to see that is that hope does return, but, um, but that's it. Those are hard places to be.
1: Yeah. And, and he's saying pour out the wrath upon the heathen, but you know, that's one place that you didn't go, Stephanie. You never prayed for God to kill the people that killed Charles. You never prayed yeah. for God to eliminate those people. Am I right with that?
2: Yeah. that Yeah, that thought honestly never even crossed my mind.
1: <laughs> you more internalize things. And, and, you know, maybe that's what Asaph's talking about. You know, maybe he's internalizing things here. You know, we do that. And, you know, like you're saying, you were walking around your folks' house saying, You know, how long, what did I do that was so heinous? And I mean, and folks, just so you know, Stephanie's a good girl. I mean, she went into marriage. Her and her husband waited for one another. They had a clean marriage. They've always been members of church and stuff. But if we're not careful, if we're not careful, folks, what happens to us is we start thinking that there's something in our lives that we don't even see or know that causes things to happen. Well, sometimes we learned in the book of Job that these trials are there to help us get closer to God and help other people get closer to God. And we may not have done anything at all to provoke these things. As a matter of fact, in most cases in the Bible, when we're talking about trials, that's exactly true. So how long did it take you, Stephanie, from the time you got home in October? How long did it or November 1st? How long did it take you to get to the place where you realize that this is just what God had for you to help folks?
2: It was months. I mean, it didn't happen overnight. I mean, we, when we started doing counseling, um, the first time you came, um, you know, we talked about that extensively. You could see that that was something I was really struggling with. And, um, you know, I think it's a healing. It was part of the healing process. Um, It took through, I think it was sometime maybe after in the midst of the liver situation that God, um, just, I'm not, I'm not even sure how to explain it, but just through his word through, um, encouragement from you and Debbie and, um, the Hicks and obviously my parents just coming to that point of understanding. Okay. I, I don't understand this. This makes no sense, but God doesn't hate me and i think that's a huge point to come to because in the midst of a trial sometimes we're weak physically emotionally spiritually um mentally at the end of our rope yeah. and yeah. we have a loving heavenly father that has incredible grace for us at that point and we have an incredibly evil cruel enemy who also knows when we're at that point and when we're there he does everything he can to send every fiery dart our way to keep us at rock bottom And to come to that point of being strong, standing strong in the power of the Lord and his might and saying, no, I'm a child of the King of Kings and he loves me and his promises are true. And, um, I'm going to trust him. And that's, it doesn't, that doesn't, you can say it, um, and make that choice. But I think God, there's a, to come to coming to that point of peace and, that doesn't make anything. That doesn't mean you're in rebellion. That doesn't mean you're an evil, wicked, ungodly person if you're struggling. I think any person, as we see in the life of Job, who was the godliest man in the world, he struggled with these same questions. It's it's a part of being human is to ask the wise when life goes upside down.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you know, in verse nine, you know, going back to exactly what you're saying. He took the role, Asaph took the role that, that you took. Uh, Help us, O Lord, of our salvation for the glory of thy name and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. So, so Asaph's coming right out and saying, I'm a sinner. I got something to do with everything that happens on earth. Sin causes death. I'm complicit in Christ having to, you know, today I look at it as I'm complicit in Christ having to be crucified, So that's a good way of looking at things, even though you know that it wasn't your sin. I mean, God called Charles home. He knew the before and the after times of Charles' habitation. Uh, Sadly, he only gave you guys 14 years together, 15 if you count the year you dated. But then look at verse 10, Stephanie. It says, Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is the God? And he's saying, Let him be known among the heathen in our sight by revenge of the blood of thy servants, which is shed. So Asaph goes to that dark, precatory place
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, where he's saying, show them your God and that we serve you, basically. Blow all these people up. Blow them to smithereens. Kill them all. Let their bodies be eaten by the fowls of the land. Let the scion of the prisoner come before thee according to the greatness of thy power. Preserve thou those that are appointed to die. And render unto our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom their reproach, wherewith they have reproached thee, O Lord. So we, thy people and sheep of the pasture, will take thee thanks forever and will show forth the praise of all generations. So there's, here he is ending this psalm, Stephanie, trying to make a deal with God. Make all this happen, God. Kill our enemy. Destroy these people. Do all these things. And then we'll be in a position where we can serve you. Does that feel right?
2: Well, I, you know, I, you sometimes when you look at these passages, you say, "God, what were, what was He thinking?" And then I say, "God inspired this psalm." Yeah. And mm-hmm. we live in the dispensation of grace. We're told to love our enemies, to do good to those that hate us, to pray for those that despitefully, um, you know, use us or persecute us but I think our end goal should be that no matter what, that we can give him thanks and that we can show forth his praise to all generations, that we would take that admonition from Paul in Philippians to rejoice in the Lord always, to keep our focus fixed on him. Um, because where God has us in our day and age,
1: fixed upon Jehovah. Is that the right song? Yeah.
2: Based, based, um, but, it's on um, stayed Upon Jehovah.
1: See, folks, that's why I'm not the music guy right there. <laughs> you know, maybe Liberty and Stephanie had something going when they told me to be oh, quiet. Yeah. Oh, we didn't
2: tell you to be quiet.
1: When they laughed at me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he, he's still trying to recover and heal from that. It was traumatic.
1: It was. But I I, I still love you guys. I really do. Thank
2: you. Oh, that's a relief.
1: Yeah. But I'm thinking here, Stephanie, so go on, And I hate doing this once in a while when we go back to you. So, I mean, you're back. You get to that place month later. We're in the consulate. Uh Do you sometimes drift back and say why or how come or how long? Do you ever do that still?
2: This morning, as a matter of fact.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's it's. There are some mornings when you wake up and roll over and it's like, oh yeah, you know, where it hits you all over again. And that's just the reality of life that, um, I think anyone who's gone through the loss of a spouse that, you know, had a good relationship, that's tough. There's no easy way around that. And so it's that chance to, you know, for the Lord to say again, will you trust me? Will you trust me for today? And it's another chance to say, yes, God, no matter what, I'm going to trust you. And to know that he's so faithful, he's the same God he was two days ago. He's the same God he was two years ago. And um, that his grace is still going to be sufficient and his strength is still going to be made perfect in my weakness. And so I think that's where you have to go. That's yeah. the only way to stay faithful is because of his strength, because of his goodness, because his mercies don't fail and they're new every morning.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm with you there. And and I think that, you know, I guess, Stephanie, what we all need to realize is there's going to be lonely times in all of our lives. What we all need to realize is there's going to be death in all of our lives. What we need to realize is we're going to be disappointed in our lives. Even the best person uh, that gets married and stays married for sixty years and goes to heaven has some rough spots. Uh, even the best person, and and those rough spots show up every day. And it's not as hard as rolling over saying, "Boy, Emmy could really use another parent to go help her for you know, with her crying this morning or this." And uh, but I think I think so from this verse or from from the end here of this psalm. And uh, uh, so we the people and sheep of thy pasture will give thanks to you forever. Uh, Folks, that's our responsibility in the midst of the loneliness, in the midst of the craziness, in the midst of the PTSD, in the midst of the hurting hearts, in the midst of why is this going on? I, you know, so I had this young lady write me just the other day. It's a young lady that Debbie and I know. And she wrote me and said, my boyfriend broke up with me. Can you give me any hints on how I should handle this to get him back? And I wrote her back and said, you shouldn't try to get him back. You know, because she had provided some information. You know, she's never going to be up to his standard. You know, he's saying, I'm breaking up with you because of this, this, and this. And I'm like, listen, this guy's a knucklehead. He wants, he wants, he doesn't want a wife. He wants a servant. Yeah, and uh, and and you know the the Bible's clear that that uh, we're supposed to, you know, love one another, and, and that man's supposed to love this uh, girl he's caught, and when they get married, love her as Christ has loved the church and died for her, and that's not going to happen with the way he was treating her. So I think that, I think perspective in life comes from godliness, and I think perspective comes from studying. I think perspective comes from hearing. I think perspective comes from all those things, God. Yeah. And where do yeah. you, you know, and where do we, uh, where are we going to get our perspective when that boyfriend breaks up with you? Where, where are we going to get our expe- uh, perspective when that girlfriend breaks up with you? Where are we going to get our perspective uh, when we're not being treated the way we should be, or someone's just really let us down? Well, it's God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's that devotion. It's that it's that time. So, I mean, oh, God, the heathen are come into thine inheritance. That's how it started. The heathen have come into the United States of America. Friends, they're at the highest levels of government. They're everywhere. Mm -hmm. The holy temple have been defiled. Our churches are being defiled. We're living this same life that happened in Psalm 79. That's where we're living now. This is our area code now. That's where we're at.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: So I think we need to take these lessons, apply them to our life, put God first, everything else second, get rid of the besetting sins, get rid of that, that those things that that cause us heartache, those things that bring us to the bad places. Eliminate those types of triggers as much as you can, dear friends, and have the kind of day that is somebody who's serving God. Make today about serving God. Put that smile on your face. Suck it up. If, if that dude or dudette breaks up with you, give him a smile and say, hey, thanks for going out with me while well, you did. Move out smartly. If, uh, if, if the devil's showing up, kick him out. And say, there's no room for you, devil. I am sealed in the Holy Spirit of God. There's nothing unclean allowed in this body. There's nothing unclean allowed in this brain. Make it about God today. Make today's day about God. Do you want to close with anything before you go to song here, Stephanie? You want to take a few seconds to add to that?
2: Well, I I just think of the verse that says, hope thou in God for my expectation is from him. And where our expectation, that confident looking for something to happen is, is in God, is in God first and foremost. And, um, understand that no matter where we are in life, that God, his promises to never leave us or forsake us are still true. And, That no matter where you feel you're lost or no matter how lonely you may feel, that promise is still true for you. That no matter what, the Lord Jesus Christ is still there. He is still your friend who's going to stick closer than a brother. He's still the one that loves you with an everlasting love. And focusing on that will help all of those other things. Yeah. Will they still be a burden that you may have to carry? Yes. But does it make the burden lighter? Most definitely.
1: Amen. What song do you have for us, Stephanie?
2: So I'm going to sing part of the song, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior.
1: Sounds great. Pass me not, O gentle
3: Savior, hear my humble cry, while on others thou art called. pass me by, let me at thy throne of mercy find a sweet relief, kneeling there in deep contrition. calling to not pass me by
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.